0: This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Live with the best father and son team
1: on the internet. It's time for Homie and the Dude.
2: What is up, everyone? This is Homie and the Dude, the father and son podcast, and we are delighted to be here today with mark garkusha mark is an actor a voice actor and the dungeon master for the cast die podcast mark garkusha how the fuck are
0: you brother
1: Tom, Cody, <laughs> I'm, I'm good man I, i'm delighted to be here thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it it's nice.
0: an honor ar- ar- to have you on dude we've, uh, we've we've from from the moment when we uh when we met a couple of a couple of weeks ago it was uh we were like for sure we have to have mark on and, uh, and get dissect some of your your Deep knowledge of, of things and uh, and all things Dungeons and Dragons and all that good stuff.
1: Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. When the, from the first time we talked, I was like, man, these guys have a great, great vibe, and uh, yeah, I've I've only become more uh, uh, firm in that opinion. So,
0: oh, dude. Well, we're, we're uh, not only is it reciprocated but appreciated. Um, but, um, dude, obviously, you know, uh, you are an incredible dungeon master and you're, you're leading the tribe on uh, with this incredible podcast you're doing. And it's something that we both aspire to, to, to be like in, in the future. And not only that, but, uh, appreciate and love what you're doing. So tell us, where did the love for Dungeons and Dragons start do tell us, tell us the Dungeons and Dragons origin story for you, dude.
1: Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, uh, I'm, I'm turning 40 next week. So like I kind of, I was there I, in what I mean I'm sure I'm sure a lot of nerds around my age think that they were in like the golden age of Dungeons and Dragons but like you know in in the 80s like the mid to late 80s it was like such a like um like such a part of the culture you know such a part of the zeitgeist and not in the way that it is now not in the in, like the like nerd renaissance that we have now like back then there was like the pamphlets of like one of the d's is for devil and like you know like (laughs) legit nerds right yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah like the you know your dungeon master is gonna is gonna sell your soul and like all this (laughs) stuff and um so like it was like there was like an air of like you know danger and like you know you're not supposed to be doing this um which was like going around with all like the um like heavy metal and like, you know, uh, all like the, the satanic panic stuff that was happening, um, back then. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and like, I always loved like fantasy movies and, and, um, you know, I remember like always looking at uh, like the covers of books in the library, you know, and the the coolest covers were always like the the (laughs) sci-fi and then those fantasy covers, man. Those old for school sure. like Frank Frazetta and like uh, Boris Vallejo, like <laughs> those crazy, you know, half naked dudes, half naked ladies. Like it was, <laughs> um, those were the coolest covers. And I don't know, yeah, I was just always, always into it. Um, but then uh, my my like my like best friend growing up, his older brother was uh, a dungeon master, and um, and he he like he ran a couple games for us a few times, and and then you know like then it was just like sold we were like yeah steve's into it oh forget it like this is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world
2: isn't there something about like the um you're the best friend's older brother the mystique about that
1: dude oh that, man you know. <laughs> and like yeah this dude was like peak peak 1989 like cool older brother like mullet you know uh-huh. like Iron Maiden posters on the wall, yeah. drove a Camaro. It was like, it was just like everything is like every box was checked.
0: Most, the most acid bleached jeans you've ever seen. A
1: hundred percent. percent.
2: Thanks <laughs> for watching this episode. We really yeah, appreciate you supporting Homie and the Dude.
0: Please hit us with the Holy Trinity, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Instagram. Just search at Homie and the Dude. It all really helps, dude. Uh, like so it's interesting you said it during the like satanic panic thing because it was really funny like doing some research when i kind of reinvested myself in Dungeons and dragons i went in like kind of i don't know something that's important to me and i think a lot of people agree with this is like to really appreciate something you either have to go to its origin or the stuff that is considered like almost canon or like core you know like for Star Wars, it's the original trilogy. If you don't watch right, the original right. trilogy, you haven't really watched Star Wars at it. Like you, you've seen the renditions that people have made since, but it's not Star Wars, you know. So, right, right. Like I, I appreciate that. Uh, so I went that I went back and I started doing some research and I read about you know Gary Gygax and how it all started and the whole inception of D anD. d And the best part that I enjoyed was reading about the whole like cult culture that people believed was around Dungeons and Dragons and that these were satanic gatherings where yeah. they were plotting their demise of the world. And it's like, these are literally kids who are like, please God, let let me have friends and like have fun yeah. with my buddies and like yeah. hang out and eat crisps and like, you know, goof <laughs> yeah. around, you know. And I think it's, it's really, really great. And what I also now love is that those kids in, in the 80s, like yourself, you know, who went through that, that stigma now we're the guys who are like the, the leaders of the next generation, and you guys are like, this is how it should be. And <laughs> this is this, you know, do you know what I mean? I, I actually really appreciate like I, I got humbled on Facebook the other day by another dungeon master over opinion that I had. And it was it was beautiful. He he serviced me in a way that, that <laughs> it was it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how how much he he burned me. And uh it wow. was so beautiful to be humbled in that way. And I, I appreciate that there's so much vast knowledge amongst the older population in Dungeons & Dragons, actually, which is quite cool. And it's rare because not many things in life have the older core knowing like the, the most advanced, the best things, the most knowledge about it. It's like, you know, tennis players, the old ones, you know, don't have the Christmas backhand anymore because it wasn't <laughs> yeah. really a thing when they were doing it, you know, it's like- But they got this sneaky slice drop. <laughs> no. <chose> you yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Yeah, um, that's, that's what you got to watch out for.
0: For sure. So yeah, no, that satanic stuff was some of the most interesting stuff I read about. I really, really found that interesting. It's super weird that, uh, especially in America, they went really hard
1: on it. Oh, well, yeah. The
0: Christian culture really went hard on it.
2: From my perspective, so I'm, I'm a little bit older. I'm probably a lot older than you. But yeah, it was. I think it was a con, combination of a few things. So there yeah. was almost like if you, were, if you were in that group, in that sort of subculture, you didn't shy away in how you dressed so you did dress right. to like to you know to sort of state your stance that you are an outsider right and there could have yeah. been you know could be trends of black and like whatever you know some sort of style of your hair that would indicate that you are you know you're not in the mainstream but also there was some weird shit going on just like um, you know in the in the pop culture of Finding that, and like we find other things, whether currently with other parts of the population that probably aren't unfairly judged, but it felt like that was definitely something that was going on at that time as well. It was kind of weird because totally, totally inaccurate.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think I feel like anybody who's ever like played a game of Dungeons and Dragons, like, if you went there expecting a satanic ritual, you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> yeah. like, it's,
0: like... I, it's either you're sorely disappointed, or you come away going, you know what? I came for one thing, and I got something <laughs> so much better. Like, yeah. how was that better than what I was hoping for yeah. today? No blood <laughs> on my,
2: no blood on my clothes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to take my goat. goat. Home, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do with this goat now? Um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's it's so crazy to me. It's, and and like and like you were saying, uh, Tom, there there was like all that you know. It was kind of that was like part of the culture too. There was always you know like the. I just watched that um that that Sons of Sam documentary on Netflix, and they they go into a lot of that stuff. But there was like there was like all this you know crazy, and that's why they called it the Satanic Panic. It was like this whole thing going on, and you know. And, but I feel like, especially in the United States, that's, there's always something like if it was the satanic panic. And then it was like, guys, forget about Satan. It's, it's fucking rap music. It's rap music. Rap music is what's, you know, yeah. getting everybody, um, which is, uh, and then after, and then it was video games, you know? Yeah. So it's like, there's always like, it's like, instead of addressing actual issues, they always want to just like, have scapegoat. a, a Scape- scapegoat, exactly. Yeah. Find, find yeah. a
0: scapegoat to just, toss 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 it onto it and be like yeah it's that's that's that Don't I, like for me i was in the generation that had the video game like I, yeah. that's that's the one for me and it was like i remember call of duty being like really taboo in how ha- yeah. in certain ha- like i remember our friend in spain would literally come to my house because tom and tracy at this point when when i got my first console um i'd already watched like kill bill and like ridiculous like gory movies and they they were like like, uh, i was like 10 11 you guys were like how much worse is a game gonna be then (laughs) like kids (laughs) it's like i can't get much worse than that so like i was playing shooters and core duty and my friends would come over because they couldn't at their house to come hang out and play at my house and 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 play some games and stuff and i like it's weird that 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 pressure comes from society in 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 certain ways and it's weird when you're in that subculture as well because then not only are you viewed by uh, like older people, the older generation, or even the, the group that's persecuting you, but also sometimes your peers start drifting because yeah. of what's being fed into their ears and whatnot, and it, it becomes a, a weird one to, to engage in. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it can affect young people, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, let me ask you this,
2: dude. Um, sorry, were you going to add to that? No, no, no. no I'm just going to, because you have a pretty good perspective, because you played back then. Mm-hmm. Playing now. You've seen what's happening now and how it is, you know, as you mentioned, it's a song. Yeah, the zeitgeist yeah. is for real, right? It is yeah happening. Um what 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 what's your take on that? Like are you are you are you, are you kind of slightly bitter because you were there at the beginning? <laughs> are you like are you wide? <laughs> I mean, to, to one extent we're 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 kind of trying to ride that wave as well. The time yeah. be pretty right.
1: Yeah. No, you know, um I I am, I'm not a gatekeeper. Like I am like, let's all play. Let's all do it together. Like I, I, my only like instance of gatekeeping uh, a nerd gatekeeping was in the like early two thousands when, when like (laughs) Harry Potter came out and everybody was like, Oh, we love Harry Potter so much. And I was like, you posers, you guys (laughs) are such posers. Like, you know, you made fun of me when I was reading Lord of the Rings and now you want to read Harry Potter and it's, it's stupid. What a <laughs> dumb thing. Uh, you know, cause I hadn't read it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you guys suck. And this is when I was in college. And then like, and then I read, you know, I read the first book and I was like, oh my God, this is, this is really good. <laughs> and I, was like, and I was like, I was like, not going to parties. Like, Mark, are you coming up? I'd be like, ah, uh, no, I'm coming up on a really serious Quidditch game here, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and finish uh, Prisoner of Azkaban here. Um, so yeah, after that, I was like, okay, yeah, gatekeeping is stupid. I'm not gonna do it anymore. Um, and and like that, I, that kind of made me think about it, Bodie, when you when you said that um that somebody like uh uh serviced you um, and it's like. I think that there is, there is that thing in, in the, especially in the, in the TTRPG community, because a lot of us were, you know, nerd, or a lot of us still are nerds, but a lot of us yeah. like got picked on. A lot of us like went through all that, all that shit. And now it's like, oh, now everybody's doing it. So I think there is like some pushback from some people, like, you know, you have to go through what I went through, which is stupid. No, <laughs> like, don't do like, it's like, it's the same thing where like, um you know, whenever like talking about like debt forgiveness, uh happens here in in the u.s and people are like i had to, i had to pay to go to school so everyone else should too it's like dude why yeah <laughs> why? Like- yeah.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> like like why would you want the same pain exactly. just because yeah. you experience it doesn't like exactly. yeah that does it's not a it's not a fruitful yeah. it's not a fruitful train of thought but it's from a position of,
2: of bitterness and just mm-hmm. yeah unhappiness in yourself that you
1: want yeah. to have some other people down into the mud with you yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it's like i went through it so you have to i'm like no you don't
0: yeah. And and do you know what I can say, dude, in terms of new gatekeeping, like the one thing like uh, that I appreciate is not that like I wouldn't say I'm super new to the D&D community. Like I right. said, I, I've been playing since I was maybe 13, 14. I've just had a, a minimal hiatus in the middle. Sure. And uh, and like, I guess for me, dude, the thing was when we met and we then have started collaborating and whatnot, your openness with me to share, you know, your your methods, your thoughts, your um, you know, appreciate my input and collaboration. And the one thing, you know, I said, I, I literally spoke to my, my mother today, and she's she's genuinely a world class chef, like an un, oh, un, wow. unbelievable chef. And uh, and I said, you know, it's great. One of the craziest things is I, I say to Mark, you know, you're teaching me so much, and you say you always go to me, well, you teach me stuff too, dude. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, to me, that means so much. And she was like, but as a so she's speaking as a master in what she does, and you know, right. over. 30, 40 years of experience now within chefing and she's like you know for us people who are gonna forget more than you will learn at this point in your life we still appreciate the new intuitive ideas that the newbies bring in and change and think about and whatnot and 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 bring to the table so dude like uh, to say that you're not a gatekeeper is is, is not even close you're you're actually a gate opener you're the gate yeah. you're, you're the guy who's ushering people in like <laughs> get in the gate before it closes everyone like let's go and that dude to me like means more than anything on this planet like it it, i appreciate the time that we interact and you help me and we work together so much because it really does develop my game so much and again like you said i I come away feeling great when you go hey man i learned something from you today and whether you're doing that to make me feel good or not
1: it is making me feel good (laughs) no that 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 is that is a happy side effect man like no i yeah it's uh, every, yeah, every time we talk, like, I, you know, I'm like, we're, we're, we're discussing, you know, we're, we're talking, it's, it's a, it's a collaboration. And, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like that's always the case in any kind of like teacher. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that we have a teacher student, but like, even in like a teacher and student relationship, the, the teacher's learning too. Like, you know, you're, you're never not learning. Um, and I think like first, and, and also let me backtrack a little bit there. Like, thanks, man. Thank you. Like, that was like, that, that that really meant a lot um for you to say that. Um but yeah, it's like I think it's one of those things where it's like if if you show up to school and the teacher's like, wow, thanks guys, like I really learned a lot today, then the kids are gonna be like, wait a minute. <laughs> why, why, why are we listening to you? But like, you know, if you can if you can have that like back and forth and just like be like cool and chill about it, like, you know, yeah. that's that's the best that's course, the best dude. way to do it, I think.
0: And like I'm not saying it because I wanna suck your dick or anything. I'm saying it because <laughs> You know, I just appreciate who you are and your, your level of creativity is on, on a pedestal that I, I really appreciate, you. Like, you You know, Tom, Tom listened to some of the podcasts and literally the first thing he said to me, he goes, damn, Mark can write. Yeah. He just he walked <laughs> in and went, Man. damn, Mark can write. And, you know, wow. dude, like, we, we really, really just appreciate, you know, your, your talent and whatnot. And I think, like, dude, in terms of you saying, you know, like, it's not a teacher. Dude, I, when we release our setting whatever our big releases yeah. for homie and the dude. Dude, you will be credited as one of my mentors, oh, dude, as a DM. Like, dude, it's what it is, dude. You you you've been part of my gro- growth journey. And I think it would like, dude, I, I I don't care how you feel about it. You're getting a, you're getting <laughs> you're, you're getting you're getting some words in a book somewhere. Oh, and wow, and,
1: that's yeah. you know,
0: it's it's just how it is, dude. And we yeah. like we appreciate just like Tom has mentored me through life and stuff and helped me grow up and to be a young man. And I've helped him out back and helped him loosen up and not be his, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's tightly wound and um and so you know it's yeah dude I would just really appreciate it. I, I, you know all the people that have helped me along the way will will get a will get a mention for sure and and you a, a special one for what, what uh, you've done but no, yeah life. of course dude go on talk thank you
2: yeah dude so let's let's i mean to to bodie's point um i wanted to just get into The cast die and really start unlocking you know kind of how the whole thing started yeah yeah and you know we're happy to share our our process as well and what we're trying to do but it'd be cool for anyone that's you know that's sort of in a similar place that's thinking about getting into the game that's in the game in a different part of the track it'd be cool Mm -hmm. just to sort of um share our experiences so i think the first thing is like with what bodhi said dude I really, really like, I know writing I've, you know, I've read my share and I've written my share Mm -hmm. and you have a a high level of competency in putting words, um, in order. Well, yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So talk
1: about a little bit about that. Like, um, where's, where's that coming from? Um, I would say like, I mean, I've always loved telling stories, you know, I've always loved, um, writing, uh, you know, since I was a little kid, and so but then on on top of that it's like it's something that it's writing a subject that I love you know it's like fantasy it's 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 adventure it's like a cool story and um it take like I feel like I'm like once once I have like the the bones of a story it's really easy for me to like hang the the meat on it. it it's a weird analogy but you know like w- once once like the path is there it's so it's so easy to like fill it in i feel yeah. like uh for me um and so the beauty of um you know ttrpgs and D D is like it's that it, is that it's collaborative storytelling so like you know i don't have to create the entire skeleton so that it's mm. like a working skeleton and then like start putting the muscles on it i can you know i just i'm like okay here's the spine and then, like you know, then the players come in and like stick the ribs on it, you know, mm. and it's it, so it's like it makes it so much easier to just kind of like you know build off of what they bring um so yeah, I think that like the beauty to me is is the collaboration,
2: nice mean awesome. I'm just gonna
1: I'll, let me build on your analogy because
2: it's beautiful way to put it, yeah, there. what. <coughs> What I really admired by, and and you're right, you know, the the collaboration, I guess, starts once the, you know, sort of the exposition, the setting, Mm -hmm. the context, all of that, you know, gets put in place. And now we start working together and building out, you know, the world. But your exposition, your introduction, your contextualization, all of that, dude, if we're going to continue the analogy, like you did not just do the spine, you have some, you know, like you've got some important parts of like cartilage in between the ribs and, you know, the main arteries. And. There's some, there's some finishing touches on your descriptives that are really nice and uh, like quality um, writing. So
1: um, I very much admired that. Thank you. That, that, that's uh, that, that, that means a lot. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. And do do you know, I'll I'll say off of what you said about the collaboration thing, I think something that Tom instantly learned when he dungeon mastered for the first time uh, a couple of months ago. and what I have been working towards and the it's my main point of like contention within my dungeon master style and what I'm working towards is that real joint collaborative uh, collaborative process of working with your team to build things and it was so funny I was talking to a uh, our artist who makes the the art for our NPCs and our magic items and stuff and uh he he's been he's a long time dungeon master you know oh, he's wow. he, yeah he's been doing it like very long time just like yourself Mark and he, he's an amazing guy who's happy to like help 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 me and stuff and he basically was talking to me and you know one of the first things he said he like he we talked about the art that he was going to do for us and he was like i've got some advice for you as a dungeon master he was like we're just gonna leave you with some stuff before you go because i've been thinking about it kind of thing and i was like okay cool and uh he talked about like some world building with your players so like asking your players you know what do you see over there like describe that person to me you know what, what so on and so forth and uh and then the other thing that he did was he showed me his notes. And as opposed to like you and myself, Mark, you write, uh, I think, a little bit less than I do at this point. And he writes way less than both of us have ever even, like he showed me basically what was like an A5 piece of paper. And he was wow. like, yeah, this is two sessions. Worth of planning. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, it's not. You're crazy. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Like that's not two sessions. Yeah. What I did come away from that though is obviously, you know, I come away going, I take everything with a pinch of salt because everyone does things differently. And I need to look at the bigger picture of what I get given from everyone and adjust to that basically. So I look at, you know, the preparation you showed me and how much you write, how much I do, what he's doing. And somewhere in the middle, I'm formulating where I'm going to write and how much I'm going to write. But what it really opened up for me was I was like, wow, this guy is what like, he is collaborating with his players on a level that I fully do not understand at this point. The fact that he has, such little detail and that he has like almost like the encounter and like maybe an NPC, and like that's it almost kind of thing yeah and then everything else he's building with his players and it's very collaborative i was like wow that's incredible and it again it makes me go that is definitely a place of contention for me as letting go of like a plot that i have in my mind and being like oh there's there's this beautiful idea yeah. and, and you guys have gone over to the left and, and yeah uh, okay okay so yeah. here, here we are at the left and i am gonna have to work with this you know and so i think i need to work on letting go and allowing you guys to do more of that. And i'm definitely going to be working to do that this next this next session and going forward in the future as well but no i, I appreciate you saying that because yeah i like it. it's something the collaboration part is something that i'm now willing uh willing to look within myself and appreciate as a, as a dungeon master now as well, I think. Uh, And, and for you, it was a, we had like, we had a whole, like Tom was going to kill off a character, like a a character that had joined the group. And it's kind of like, like had like a master servant relationship with one of the PCs and -hmm. was also really good friends with one of the other ones. Mm -hmm. So Tom was going to kill him off. He killed him off and they somehow avoided everything that we wanted them to go through. They avoided all of it killed him off and they were just like right let's burn his body and does he have anything on him no right let's go let's get out of here and it was like
2: oh dude it was so it was so (laughs) underwhelming it was so heartbreaking because in my mind you know how when you're acting and you're on stage and that's the speech right that's that's the one that brings the the house up and um it it, you know brings tears to people's eyes and Mm. you know sort of it it launches the standing ovation that's what it was and it was so like less than that it was so yeah. it's such an afterthought that um yeah i was kind of crushed by it and really like i started defending the little dude that was basically going to get scorched because they they were like yeah we're just going to leave him does he have anything <laughs> you know does he have anything we can take before we just abandon yeah. him but that's a perfect example to your point dude yeah man.
0: Like, yeah it's it, that collaboration is and it's where the it's where the golden nuggets of dungeons and dragons really comes from is working together to come up with creative solutions where you do work your way around all the problems that dungeon master has put forward for you or you do stupid things because it's within your character and you pick up a rock two times and throw it against a wall-, wall because that's you know something you're whatever it is you know and i yeah. think that's where the beauty of dnd comes from is that collaboration the working together the describing things together and yeah. like you said building a world together is, is something that is, I think the most beautiful part of it. And I think what I love about what you're doing and like what critical role have done is that the world that you have built, like, dude, I would love to play in the world that you have built. Like I would, I would love to spend an afternoon as a character uh, in your world, you know, like, and this is like what I think is even more the extension of Dungeons and Dragons is watching it is amazing, hearing it and playing it is great. But then being able to access other people's creativity and that's yeah. like one of the things I really love about the community mm-hmm.
1: is the sharing part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, Tom, that like I was, um, I watched, uh, the video, um, about the, like finding your DM style. I watched your, uh, the, your, finding oh, your like- DM style video. Uh, which, which was great. And uh, you kind of mentioned something along those lines uh, during that with that you like you're like looking for those like those like big epic moments. And like, I, yeah, absolutely. Like we all like I feel like we, we all want those moments. And the same thing happens to me where I'm like, Oh, this here comes here comes this huge thing, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> and then and then everyone's just kind of like, uh, Okay, okay um so yeah i said i wanted to like pick up some daggers before we left and I'm like, what the fuck, man like I I, I I tried to build out this huge moment um but then you'll have these other things where like that are completely out of nowhere yeah where it's like then it like bec- like ev- like people are crying and like yet like we have uh in in the episode coming out on monday like my minor minor spoiler there's a scene where um like where uh uh prime um our, our, bar- our, uh, our, our Goliath, uh, custom, uh, beastborn class. Uh, he, he goes hunting and, and he like, but he, he doesn't want to like at, in, in, in this moment, he doesn't want to like go hunting and he's kind of like, he can like s- talk to animals. So he, he, he finds this wounded animal and like kind of like, like eases it into the next life. And like, this was like completely, we had just you know, we hadn't discussed it, you know, I mean, it's a, you know, improv uh, mm-hmm. role-playing game. Uh, we hadn't, and, but like, we, we went into this moment, like we role-played out this moment of him, like, you know, like comforting and then like killing a, uh, a wounded deer. Mm-hmm. And like, it was this like hugely emotional, like interchange. Like I, yeah. I had to be like, uh, okay, <laughs> you know, whereas like I've had, you know, uh, not not on the show, but like in other games where I've like you know had like a a, a a character die or like a really you know like important NPC die and there's not like that level of like real you know <laughs> emotional yeah. investment, but like just because like it was there and it was like just like in the moment and like do you so know, do you know, what, dude, I think that's and and, and I, I like right, I'm not claiming to be a
0: Stanislavsky like. Uh, like, I, I'm not an aficionado of acting. I don't I don't claim to be so, but what? what is, the thing is when you get good acting, it's when someone is so in character that they believe the truth that they are delivering and it's yeah. so real for them that they feel it and that it's in that moment. And dude, I had a same moment when in, in our first session, um, one of our characters fell, as, so our, our, our world is set in floating islands and our, one of our characters fell out the bottom of, uh, of the island and basically uh, a person on top of the island, the elder of the island saw him fall out the bottom of the island and saw him like puff into the clouds below mm-hmm. and sacrifice himself. He actually jumps off of the island uh, and like dive bombs down to him and gives him something as like, this will give this to the old father and he'll restore you basically kind of thing wow. and sacrifice himself. So after they go through this dungeon and they come back and they get to the top of the island. And the young girl whose father sacrificed himself yeah. to, uh, to, to save our friend, uh, to save of the PCs talks to him. And that was really emotional. But then I actually played a little extra moment where the elder spoke to our car- PC from like the afterlife. And dude, mm. I was choking up to it. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely there, like struggling to get through this improvised yeah. monologue that I didn't even plan. And, yeah, you come away from it just being like, why was that emotion? Like, I have n- no relation to something that's in my head. I'm, yeah. am I crazy? <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> just I- a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just, you- I think you've got to be to, to-, to fully envelop oh, yourself yeah. in acting. Uh, but yeah. yeah, dude, it was uh, those moments are treasurable. And I love, like you said, it's sometimes the smallest moment yeah. that has such little significance to the plot that adds so much in. And- I'm not sure if you would agree with this, but there's sometimes, if for me, for example, in movies and stuff when I watch where a shot will happen and I'll be like, mm. that did more for me than the last 20 minutes of bullshit dialogue that I've had to listen to. Or, you know, something like yeah. that, that moment or that lighting that they did there, or that mm-hmm. like music that they added to that scene, that soundtracking there was good. Like, or, or the opposite,
2: where it's like, there is a moment, you know, it's going to develop. It just needs a little bit more time to breathe, and then they cut to something else. You know, oh, (laughs) yeah. Like like I, I know action is cool, and I love the action, and that's great. It's a big part of this movie, but dude, I want some humanity as well. And that's, you know, I think in the end, there are there are places for everything. But for me personally, I love those moments of whether it's pure pure creativity, pure humanity, which has has to do with you know happiness, funniness, sadness, Mm. all those things. Yeah. And to your point, dude, that
0: cannot be forced it can't no. be forced you know no no and it's 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 why things like you know Leonardo DiCaprio in uh Django Unchained smashing the table and cutting oh, his yeah. hand gets left in the movie why you know Vigo Mortensen kicking a helmet in Lord of the Rings right. and breaking his toe and collapsing yeah. like yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, like yeah. that's why that shit gets left in is because it gives something like when mm-hmm. people improvise and and do that and they have like and that's happened many. There's the there's a the classic Fresh Prince of Bel Air moment between uh, Will Smith and, and yeah. the dad, and that's a classic one. Yeah. And like, dude, that's what it's all about. That's what all of this acting is. That's why we do Dungeons and Dragons. That's, and it is genuinely. It's so funny. You say like the you you said you know the moment someone sits down at a Dungeons and Dragons table, they're like, this is a satanic ritual. What like this is. <laughs> yeah. And but the other thing you get is. When you sit down at Dungeons and Dragons table, it hooks you because of the tr- the realness that comes with it. Even though you're playing in a fantasy world with races yeah. that don't exist and spells and all that, and you know all this wildness, it's the realness that really draws people in and like allowing them to play something true and wrong sometimes and yeah. be bad or like make a mistake and you know, or or even be the hero for a moment and save yeah. someone's life. You know, yeah. all of that is why we come back. Sure. Over and over again. It those reactions for us as dungeon masters are dude, there's no better serotonin boost than seeing your player like roll a natural 20, killing yeah. a, a boss that they like the rest of the team is down, and this is the last chance, and they roll that NAT 20 and wipe them out, and they're like, Yes, and the whole table's yeah. like <laughs> How yeah.
2: do you know, like yeah, yeah. It's truly, truly <laughs> incredible.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think like I think a lot of people um like don't realize that, Um that like, I mean, there are those dungeon masters out there who are like, Oh, you know, it's me versus the players. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, Ooh. Um, and, and, you know, I, I joke about that all the time, but like, you know, I like, am oh, I'm, I'm, someone's going to die today, you know, um, <laughs> but like there it is, it is like, we are, you know, I think most dungeon masters are rooting for the players so much, you know, like yeah. it's, and when yeah like you say when they roll that nat 20 when they like when they sur- when they not like survive in a, in a moment where you think like it's going to be touch or go or they they do something you know heroic or cool or or you know just like really in their character it's it's like it's an incredible moment like as the as the guy who's running the game and as like a person you know it's just it's so much fun it's such a, a beautiful like shared like experience with with so many fantastic opportunities for uh exploration and and catharsis and uh yeah it's just it's it's the it's the best game out there i think man like everybody should play it
2: for real dude I, not, it's I, not I just the exactly. best
1: game out there dude like we've best storytelling
2: I, 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 device oh, dude yeah. it is the best like you you compare dungeons and dragons to movies there is no comparison like movies <laughs> they just cannot
0: compete it's not a fair it's not even a fair fight right? it's, yeah. it's not even close to a fair fight. It's, yeah. it, it, it's so funny how unfair and this is hilarious like if you said that to like one of the great spielberg or something he would like fall off his chair laughing but the moment yeah. he played it he would be like oh shit dude. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> so he'd be hilarious. like i've been in the wrong industry my whole life <laughs> yeah. like oh my god yeah. um but it's it's one of those things dude where it it can like you said the catharsis is something like there's so many emotions that come with it and and those people that you play with are so so important and that group mm. become family and you bond in a way that is different and that leads me on to a perfect question of dude how did you choose your group because i know you guys didn't all know each other and how, how did this group come together for the cast eye how, how did you how did you call your event how did you assemble your avengers bro <laughs> uh,
1: um so, well, it, it was kind of, it was multi, multi, multi-layered slash faceted. Um, the, the way the, uh, the podcast came into being um, was with me and uh, Ryan, or with Ryan and I, um, uh, Ryan Andes, um, Feltian on the show. Uh, we used to see each other like once a week before the pandemic because like we would see each other at, at like auditions all the time you know you see like the same 10 guys at every audition mm-hmm. you know and um <laughs> like just uh, just a bunch of goofballs um you know uh it's always funny when you when you walk into like a a studio and you're like. Let me see where, like, oh, there are the on-camera actors, and oh, yep, there's the VO guys. Like, okay, it's, it's, it's an easy thing to, uh, to oh, yeah, uh, super done up and, and and on point, and then, like, unshaved guys in sweater or in, in hoodies. Like, okay, great, that's what I'm um, But we would see each other all the time, we would, like, you know, like, get to hang out and catch up. So um, then, you know, during the pandemic leak, like, we hadn't seen each other in a long time. And, and he sent me a message. He was like, hey, man, you know, it was like right when like outdoor uh, dining was happening again. Um, he's like, hey, like, let's, you know, we've both been, you know, isolated. We've both been, you know, being careful. Like, let's go grab a drink. And we did. And I was wearing this uh, hat that I have that has like the, the Patagonia yeah. type label. But uh, instead of a regular bear, it's an owl bear oh yeah yeah it's 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 a pretty sick hat um i got it off etsy i I can't remember the guy's name i'll 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 find it and send it to you guys um he was like is that that an owlbear how the fuck do you know what an owl only 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 (laughs) someone's playing dungeons and dragons you actually have that in response (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you know, so then we started talking about that. And they were like, you know, dude, like, you know, we got a lot of free time. We have like audio equipment, like we should do a, a D podcast. Um, and then we said, you know, we started kicking the idea around, and then I went to like people who I had uh, played with. Um, you know, Dom. I've been playing with Dom for a few years, I've been playing with Jordan for a few years. Um, Dwayne has been playing with us, and then uh battles and i uh went to college together and she yeah. was one of the harry potter nerds at the time and i was like uh but you know my 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 brief foray into into gatekeeping um, <laughs> and we kind of like ryan and i were like let's all right like, like let's let's play it let's play a game like we're not going to tell anybody that like we want to do a podcast we don't want people to like feel like it's an audition but it but it is <laughs> and uh and we played one game and i think like afterwards like you know i called ryan and i was like i think we got it man i think i think i think auditions are over i think we, we i think we yeah, just nice. i think we just did it um because it, it is like you know um if anybody is uh if any of my cast is watching this i've stop now because uh, i'm gonna say nice things about you <laughs> um they they are like just a really really great Group, they're a really like cohesive, like gracious group, Mm. which is like it's so important. And I like, like, some of the best acting advice, like maybe the second best piece of acting advice I ever got is like, just make your scene partner look good. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. make the other person look good, and then you will look good, you know, as a happy side effect and and they are really good at that like they are they are really good at that which is which makes my job so much easier
2: write that down, <laughs> <laughs>
1: write that down. <laughs> So let me let me yeah let me get into that a little
2: bit more um you so you had a couple of people that you played with and battles you went to college with and she was sort of a a personality type that you thought might fit in to some degree yeah. talk about that a little bit more what what were some of the variables that you were looking for when you were, when you were putting together the casting call, initially. What what was what was the description that you were trying to fill out from the from the the criteria? Yeah. What was the criteria that you were looking for?
1: Um, I mean, you know, it's hard to say. Like, I feel like you know, we were like, yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking for a I'm looking for a Ryan. I'm looking for a Jordan. <laughs> I'm looking for a, for a battles and a Dwayne, you know, like, um, it like, I think it was, it, there wasn't like a, you know, a, a, like a form or anything, but like, like I'd, i worked with Dwayne for, for years and years and years. We were, we were, we were in a sketch comedy group together. So like, I knew that like Dwayne had that like incredible, like openness and, and graciousness. Mm. And, you know, like he, he had, before we started playing, before we started the podcast, he had played in like two or three game, like sessions, not, yeah. not campaigns, like sessions. So, but like, I was like, I know that Dwayne is a incredible actor and like, he's going to be great, mm. you know? Um, I think actually the yeah, the, the podcast or our, our secret audition was the first time Ryan and I had ever played together. Mm. Um, but I just, you know, I just had a feeling that like yeah. <laughs> that, we, that we were going to, that we were going to, we were going to, we were going to get along. And um, Dom and Jordan I had been playing with for, for a good long time. Um, so I knew uh, that they were, they were a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, we, we just got lucky mm. <laughs> in a good. lot of ways.
0: Dude that's like it's weird sometimes that gut feeling is all that you need sometimes that yeah, like yeah. You're like you're like wow if if i if i if you knew the rules you would be unbelievable like if we could just get you to read a couple of the books you are like you are like ah oh, perfect and, yeah. do you, know and do you know what's hilarious my my girlfriend is actually one of those people so she is like not creative in any way shape or form except for when it comes to problem solving she is the greatest problem solver i've ever met in my life and on top of that she has the most logical brain ever and the strongest moral code (laughs) so i was just like i was like you might not find like the role play thing is maybe not your forte but numbers are your forte Being, Mm -hmm. being a strong moral compass for multiple people is your forte planning and strategizing is your forte. I was like, you're made to be the battle strategist of this group. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you're made to be the one that goes, guys, we don't have to just fight in. Let's, should we just talk to someone? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. a person who like, is like, guys, wait a second. Like you're all, you're getting too excited. Like, And so it was one of those things where I instantly, when we started playing, I was like, oh, she's going to be great. Like she yeah. will fit in and she'll add something to our group that we don't have yet. And it, and yeah. like, Finally enough, she's joining our session uh, tomorrow, and uh, and hopefully it will be a, it will be a really good one, uh, and and she'll uh, she'll get along with the game and and, and the session uh, as a whole. I think. Yeah,
1: I think. too my, was... my fiance just had to come in and, and grab her. Uh, it's all good. Ring. Don't That's stress it at
0: all.
2: Hi there. <laughs> can't I can't leave the house without it? Yeah.
1: Of course not. <laughs> yeah, um... dude, was that recent? oh uh no no it's been we were supposed to get married in uh, in November uh, oh, uh, right. so, but due to um, you know the global pandemic we yeah 90%. yeah we had we had to postpone um but yeah man um, having a, a problem solver like that in your group is such an incredible gift for a dungeon master because it means, you don't have to, you can just put a problem out without having uh, the solution to it in your mind. Yeah. You know, you can think, like, I have no idea how you're supposed to get out of this situation. <laughs> Let me just drop it on you. And then when they figure it out, be like, yep, that was the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, yes. it's the old uh, it's the old bait and switch. I want yeah, to, exactly.
0: to ask you a question that might be a little bit taboo, but I okay. think it's super important to ask it because uh, I'm just interested. Critical Role get criticized massively for being an all-white, mm. like, nerdy people podcast. Now, obviously, you guys are um, a, vo- a, a vocal. You, you, you're just a, an audio track, but there's images of the, of the cast online. And obviously, you're a diverse cast of gender and uh, and race. Yeah, How important was that for you during the selection process with the stigma that is going on for people like Critical Role and other big d&d groups out there
1: um that's another thing that we just kind of like got lucky with you know like we i mean it is important and you know i i do believe that especially in something where you're you're uh creating a a product and where you're creating a performance it is absolutely important to have a diverse cast with you know and diverse voices um, we got lucky in that, like the people that we wanted to play with, like fit that um, yeah. description. Of course. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's not maybe
1: not one that you were looking for,
0: but one that you were happy to fall into. Maybe. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 I mean, like, had we not been been lucky in that, if we had, you know, if like who can we who can we get to, who can we get on this show, and it was like. White dude wait dude wait dude wait dude wait dude wait dude wait dude, yeah. dude um yeah. then we would have been like all right then you know maybe we should we should do some work on this like we should we should keep this we should keep this list uh keep working on this list a little bit yeah um, I agree but with that. yeah we just we it, that wasn't an issue because you know the first people we wanted to work with we, we you know we were better in that regard yeah, yeah of course
2: so dude you you're now something like 20 episodes in this has now moved from a you know, sort of a let's get together hobby type thing. And let's let's record it into a different phase. But before you got to that phase, and we're, we're considering these types of things, too. And we're considering our streaming group. Do you have any kind of contracting or any kind of commitment um, conversation or, or anything at all to say, like, guys, look, are we going to do this? Because if we are, these are the things that are important to us.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, to to a to a certain extent, that was kind of um, built into like our session zero. You know, um, when we were saying like, all right, let's do a podcast. Um, We kind of, you know, we, we, we went through all like the, the regular uh, session zero stuff. And then we kind of had the addendum of like, listen, this is going to be a performance. And like, you know um, with, with the exception of Dom, like we're all actors, we're all performers. We're we all like, and you know, he's a writer, he's an artsy type too. So he gets it. But like, we all we all uh like know what it is the difference between you know a you know having fun and, or you know whatever and and making an actual performance and so that was kind of part of it like listen guys like you know we got to be on time we got to like you know we have to not have the constant bane of the d group of like oh i can't make it tonight yeah and, you yeah. know we have to like we have to treat this like a performance and like a job and luckily since uh, a lot of us are actors we are used to treating something you're not getting paid for as a job you know so, <laughs> uh so we have that for too.
0: fit right in there just nicely <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh don't do that's that's you're, it, it 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 is a sir. that's something that you know i i think i really value in and you can feel it with you guys you work for each other like it's it's weird in in and you can feel it with Critical Role. You can feel it with Dimension Twenty. I mean, you can feel it with uh, Cord or Digital, who don't even do like, or they do do some Dungeons Dragons, but they do like VFX stuff. And you look at their team. Yeah, it's this working for each other mentality of like, cool, yeah, I'm gonna go away and I'm gonna learn my spells and I'm gonna go over what we did last session before this next session so that I'm a little bit more prepared. And you know, it's it's all of that commitment stuff that really does enhance the whole gameplay experience and it's why you know uh, p- people like critical role acquisitions Zinc. you know uh you yeah. guys are successful in what you do because the people who are doing it care about it they they value it they they know it's it's not like it's and, and i know you're like treat it like a job but it's it's weird it's not a job in the sense of anyone listening who is working a nine to five job that they hate is sat there going right. oh a job like Tom and I have been doing this podcast for nearly a year and we have made probably around, (laughs) let's be real. If we don't include the freelancing work I did, (laughs) let's, let's, let's actually be real probably around 200 pounds ish at this point. And that's after a year of hard work and we are still doing this. We're still enjoying it and we're still pushing. And it's because this job is not a standard job, even though it is same amount of work time, We're actually putting in more hours than i would put into like a standard job yeah but the love and the passion is what drives it and the want to the want for me to be better as a dungeon master as a podcaster as an editor as a this and that so that i can be better for tom and tom wanting to make it so that when i have a thumbnail idea he's got it on photoshop yeah. or figma or whatever we're using right. and he's got the tool you know we want to be able to do, obviously we'd like to pay someone to do it that'd be fucking nice but you <laughs> yeah. know uh, but, yeah. Yeah. but you sure. know at the end of the day it's it's something that we love and you know it, it we really do do it for the passion and i think you know that's what you're talking about is that yeah. it, it's treating a job with passion that you love and that that you want to just keep coming back to for some you're just like mm-hmm. god i just need to be back there and i think yeah, dude, I think that's a big part of finding that group. And I think it's something that we've talked about a few times in terms of finding our lot as well.
2: We, we hadn't,
0: you know, it's been sort of a late stage consideration
2: of that this is a performance, because that is not, you know, the, the, the home group, the family group, the friend group doesn't have that consideration, right? You can have someone that's really good at Dungeons and Dragons, and they're really good at just the rules and all that stuff. And and performance actually gets them so far to their comfort zone that they're not mm. even enjoying it anymore yeah so they yeah, probably yeah, yeah. in some ways would be great and in other ways would be a disaster for mm. the type of thing that we're trying to do um the irony here is that i also think there's a bit of pushback for performance dnd right yeah. and so mm. although the, the alternative is if you were to watch just like a fan like i think in our heads we think oh the family group would be great to watch dude 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 <laughs> In some ways, maybe, but yeah. in some ways, like, there is a reason why some, some groups are getting the views and the, and the followings that they have. And it is it, a, a large part of that is the performance. And so yeah. the fact that that was a leading variable for you is important for us to consider as well when, we, when we consider putting our group together. I agree with that. I yeah. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, that is that is something that like as we were getting started that we that we had to like take into consideration because there is like you were saying, Tom, there is a lot of um, stuff that you know is fun at the table and like you know cool to do at the table, but like you know as far as audio drama goes, not really engaging. Yeah. You know, like so much of a, a, a time at a D and D table is spent like. All right what should we like how should we like okay all right so you know there's a door over here and a door over there and like i here's what i think i think we should go around to that door i'm like well wait a minute because if we go to that door then we're gonna like yeah and you know when you're sitting in there with your buddies like you know drinking a couple beers eating some crisps uh and it's um, fine yeah yeah it's fine like but but if you're if you're listening to a podcast and you know you're listening to the the minute 35 of the discussion <laughs> of which door to go into it's like all right you know i would i would rather not listen to anything yeah. <laughs> you know um, um, yeah. um, dude so yeah yeah
0: how two questions that kind of like interlock with each other because you just mentioned there you know that there's the umming the eyeing and whatnot and also you mentioned that because you guys are an audio podcast you know a lot of the like drama of like you know sometimes someone being like and i do this
3: yeah, And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: this action can't be seen, you know? So <laughs> right. how much are you guys changing your style so that you are very much verbally getting that across? And also how much are you editing in post of that? Like, I think it's door left. And the, so I think it's door. How much of that are you pulling out in post? Um, well,
1: okay. At first, a lot. Okay. At first, At first, we would record for like three hours and I would get, you know, an hour and 15 minutes out of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there was a lot of, you know, yeah nonsense happening too. Um, and then as we were going, there would be like, we had to get to a point where like, cause we always, we always book three hours. We're always like, we're going to go three hours. We're going to hang out for, I've got you guys from seven to 10, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but then like, as we were going, I started like, around like episode, I don't know, seven or eight. Um, I was like, I was editing it and I was like, oh no, like i I'm taking out a lot of stuff here and I'm, I'm at like an hour and 45 minutes. Like, so we had to start kind of like, you know, saying like, we're only like, I started like saying, and we'll see you next week. Uh, an hour and forty minutes, like into our record, and people are like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I'm like, yeah, we're we are getting better at having like just you know the meat of this thing, nice. um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing we did, uh, one quick peek behind the curtain, we instituted a um a a timeout thing, so which which I think is great, um, because it it. Well, first of all, the, so the timeout thing is, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be doing like, okay, we're gonna do this. We're, uh, what's going on? And then someone will just go, you know, timeout, and we'll have like an out of character, out of yeah. performance discussion of like, yeah. um, wait, what's going on? Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: Because like,
1: yeah, uh, and and it gives us a chance to kind of like instead of you know time trying time. to discuss it. In, in performance and like yeah. figure it out we can kind of be like all right so i think this this and this okay i think this this and this and then like time back in and then we kind of like just nice. you know abbreviate that out of character discussion into a quick yeah. thing so
0: what do, what do you think the me. uh it gives you timestamps stamps as well for yeah
1: or sure. while, while you're editing you can be like cool time out yeah Good.
0: cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> Climb back in, cut, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, pull that out. Yes. So, um, so you, you have a pretty unique perspective on that. I like that, yeah, I yeah. like that dude. That's, can, you, can you actually write that? <laughs> no, 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 no I'm, I'm like being serious. Can you act, <laughs> like actually write that down? That's fucking genius. Uh,
2: so what's your perspective on, on the, the audiovisual teams out there? That it looks like there's not much editing going on, but I guess there is. Like I, I'm not really being super, super... Inspective on
0: where the cuts are
2: yeah um, I, I thought that it was pretty long run and there aren't many cuts
0: but maybe there are so i i personally think pe- teams like critical role if you look at them because they typically do a live stream where they right. sit in front of an audience in yeah. they live stream i right. do not think they're cutting anything i think people like dimension 20 however who have a two hour stream where it is a lot of like you said just meet 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 yeah. meet all the time uh, I don't imagine they're, I, sorry, I imagine they're chopping a lot more up than, for example, someone like Critical yeah. world. would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. What Absolutely. do you think, yeah. Mark?
1: Um, so I think it is, it is, yeah, uh, very much like what Bodhi's saying. Like yeah. when, when you, when you have an audience. Well, there's nowhere like to hide. It, exactly. There's nowhere to hide, but also like the air is never dead when there's mm. an audience, you know? So like what what they what they can kind of get away with on critical role of like having like air it's it's filled by the audience you know but like if you're listening to a podcast where there's no like visual and there's no like you know audience energy you can't get away with that you can't have like you mm-hmm. know a moment of meaningful eye contact between two characters you know yeah mm. it just doesn't work so we have to chop it out And which is why, like, you know, let me preface this by saying critical role is amazing. Those guys are incredible. Um, but like, I can't listen to it as a podcast, you know, Mm. like, because it's, it's because it's not made to be a podcast, you know, it's made to be a, it's made to be a stream. It's made to be watched, uh, like, you know, ideally consumed live, um, you know, and so it's just not like not set up to be a podcast, which is like, it's the same thing. It's the difference between like seeing theater in the theater and then watching like a, you know, a movie version, like watching Hamilton on Disney plus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I totally feel you. Do you know what's interesting? Um, you, you mentioned about like how your, your, you know, critical role is meant to be digested in a certain way and you know, you guys are doing this podcast. Is there a next step for the cast die where you guys do incorporate, like, a, whether it be a, like, recording of your, your, you guys as a video or some sort of, like, animated anything on top of it? Or is there anything that you guys have considered in that way? Or are you thinking, nah, we're going to just keep it as a podcast because it is, at the, at the core of it, a very minimal thing that, you know, there's not a whole lot of worrying about audio, video, editing both of those rendering releasing them to platforms that can hold you know it's not just spotify anymore or like right. itunes it then becomes youtube and like yeah. so on and so forth but well, where where are you guys with that kind of process obviously you're early in the uh early yeah. in the movement but well do you have any thoughts about that going forward
1: yeah 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 i mean like we you know we have been discussing um you know our, our switch from the cast eye podcast into you know cast eye productions and like and what that means and I think like our, our flagship, you know, our main show is always going to be a podcast. It's always going to be um, like it is, but going forward, we do want to, you know, start uh, foraying into streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, one, it's very attractive to me uh, because I am the one who edits the podcast uh, and you know, the idea of having a stream that, we, that <laughs> I don't have to sit there for eight hours afterwards mm. and take out all the, uh, the ums and the ahs and the, uh, you know, the dead air, uh, is, is incredibly, uh, enticing to me. Um, but also, yeah, you know, just like having more content, having more like different media to, to allow people to, you know, cause there are people who are like, I, I like streams. I don't listen to podcasts or, you know, mm. it's uh I want to th- I want to see things live. I want to see things like, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, something we're very interested in doing. Nice. Dude, can you, so it's, you know, so to that point of I have to spend eight hours to edit stuff.
2: <laughs> give us a, give us an idea of because uh, you guys are pretty much weekly at this point. So, yeah. you know, we've, we've heard stories of, you know, the South Park week where they'll just, oh, you know, they'll do six whatever. Six days are last. Yeah, yeah. Six days are last. Well, they'll just yeah. you know, it's it's pretty interesting and and uh amazing how their process works but give us an idea of your dm process week to week so you've just you just finished uh tonight's show just now give us like the next six days until you're back on again
1: okay so um generally so we recorded last night um so you know then we then usually there's like an hour of hanging out after the game, after the record of like drinking on zoom and, and hanging out or on <laughs> discord. Uh, and then, um, you know, probably later today, I'll, I'll do some editing and I have gotten a lot better at the editing. It doesn't take me nearly as long as it did at the beginning. Um, and also because like I said, you know, we, um, there is a, uh, a, a phrase in Um, that that I heard that is great and and really speaks to me which is instead of saying we'll fix it in post you you know say we'll fix it in pre so like (laughs) when you're when you're making a product that is like easier to edit like it's it's so much easier on the back end yeah um so I don't have to spend quite as much time on that anymore and um because you know the beauty of doing this show from a DM perspective is that like, usually if you're running a, like a regular sit at the table game, you're probably playing for like three or four hours. You know, we play for an hour and a half, two Mm. hours. And I am a stupidly optimistic DM as far as like how much we're going to get through. You know, (laughs) I'm always like, all right, so we'll probably, you know, we're going into town. We'll get through town. We'll probably get through this encounter and this, and then and okay, so I'll, let me just like, let me, let me prep up to that. And then, you know, then like, we're, we're still at the end of the episode, we're still like outside of town, like talking about shit. And I'm like, okay, great. So I have all this, all this stuff prepped. Um, but, but it, but it's great because, you know, going back to the collaborative storytelling thing is that like, so like, you know, I have like these things kind of like, you know um, I have the skeleton of these things laid out. Uh, but then, you know, we we fill in the 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 flesh on, you know, this much of it. uh, And then I can then go go to that during the week, and and use that to like, feed the next part. Mm -hmm. You know, so it it is a all DMs. Yeah, You just run an hour a week and record it and then listen back to it. And uh, it's, (laughs) it's, it makes for uh, easy DMing.
0: Do you know, dude, it's something that not only do i fall victim to i i i I fall on my own sword multiple times i'm exactly like you dude i'm like oh yeah so we're gonna get through that intro section where i introduce the two new characters in probably like five ten minutes yeah and then you know we're gonna we're gonna get on the ship and there's gonna be this and there's gonna be that and we'll get through to and then they'll meet this person and we'll walk through that and they'll get to the arena and then they'll be there i'm but like you said, it always ends up being like, we're halfway through and I'm like, we're not even close to what, like, why did I do all of this? Like, yeah. sake. but yeah. like you said, it then means that the next session you're like, well, I, 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 have a lot less to prep. And in some cases I don't have much to prep at all because it's still all prepped from yeah. last time. And I gave it the, the maximum go that. So I'm exactly the same dude. I, I, yeah. I over prepare every single freaking time. And, uh, and it's the one thing that I talked about in our first D&D Diaries episode is that I overprepared when I first started DMing and that my notes were really extreme. And, um, and then I like reduced it a lot and I've like grown back and I'm like still trying to find that. But it's, it's really
1: weird how,
0: yeah, dude, I, I don't know that overpreparation, finding that sweet spot is a
1: hard yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And I I think it, I think it goes back to uh, something we touched on earlier of like, of being kind of scared to um, release control, uh, you know, and, and like, and like Tom, like you were saying, like, oh, I have this really like epic moment that we're going to get to. And like um, it it's so like uh, what I, what I try and do is like, think about what what is happening like outside of the characters and just kind of like get that kind of set in my mind or you know set down and then let the characters then play in that quote-unquote sandbox type thing um while still having like like so it's like yeah you guys don't have to do this um but things are happening and they're gonna happen regardless of what you do so like um, but, uh, I lost my train of thought there, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it is that like, kind of, you know, letting, th- t- taking a step back and being like, okay, I had a cool idea. I had a cool thing that was going to happen if you went in there, um, <laughs> but you're, you're not into it. You're not going in there. Okay. Uh, and then you, you take that cool thing and you put it in your pocket and you save it for later. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So so
2: you have sort of a built-in pipeline of story that you've prepped. And usually it sounds like you get up to a certain amount of it and then you have some that carries over for the next session. Does that, does yeah. that feel most comfortable? Like we're always managing our sort of our performance anxiety and just preparation sure. and all this other stuff. So does it feel for you personally, is your style to have a bit in the pocket, a bit in your back pocket, just in case stuff goes in a way that you weren't expecting. And then you also are a little bit ahead for next week. Or do you feel like you you're more of the, I'm going to fly by the edge of my seat and let's just see whose hair catches on fire first.
1: <laughs> um, uh, yes. And yes, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's like, so yeah, like I try and like map things out a little I mean, not like, not like map out the path, but like have, you know, so for instance, if they're like going into a town, I'm like, all right, here's what's in the town, you know, here, here are the people. <clears throat> here are the uh, stores here. Here's a couple of like conflicts that could happen, you mm-hmm. know, and I just like have these notes. And then depending on where they go and what they do, I kind of will build off that, and then continue to build off of it next week. So that's where like having that hour long um, session uh, really comes into play. But but to, to speak to that point like early on <clears throat> um i feel like the second or third ep- or third or fourth episode there was a moment where like i i, I teased this thing that like i thought oh it's like this is whoop this 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 is, this is some some bait that could not possibly be passed up
2: it's just jiggling there. It's
1: just yeah, I was like, oh, there. oh, look at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> absolutely gonna go for this. Um, we're like, I was, I was thinking they were gonna go like talk to uh, more or less like the, uh, you know, the kind of like criminal underground guy. Um, but then they were like, nope, we want to go into uh, the other half of the city and talk to the noble. And I was like, right on. Okay, great. I have not, <laughs> I have not prepped any of that. Yeah. Like, so. Um, so yeah. And, and that was kind of like a, 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 like a, a great learning moment for me, um, to, you know, not, not get like super detailed on one thing, because I feel like it's one of those things where like the more detail you put into something, the more likely the, the players are to like, come up and like sniff it and then walk away. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that trap doesn't work. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I, so I kind of like try and have like a, a like the shotgun approach, you know, of like getting a lot of like little details around. So wherever they go, I have kind of a um little roadmap.
0: Dude, that's uh, you know,
1: I I, I hope there's
0: other young DMs <laughs> or new DMs listening. You know, it's 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 great advice. You know, it's it's exactly what I'm worth. like to me. Like uh, I. I this, uh, interestingly, you know, it's hilarious. I'm going to contradict you. And then I'm going to agree with you uh, all in a moment. Um, I literally this session that we're about to run tomorrow. So we're about to run our first ever Dungeons and Dragons session in person, which is going to be awesome. Awesome. Um, and so we've like printed a bunch and we got a map, we got tokens, you know, we got, we got all the shit for the players and stuff. And um, but uh this 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 one is written quite narratively i've i've made it quite strong in terms of narrative in terms of uh getting them to a big first decision basically that will allow mm-hmm. them to then unlock the sandbox element of our world right. basically and so it's it's something that i almost like i talked about on uh on on a, another one of our videos that we did about railroading and I, i'd love to hear your perspective yeah. on this but like, I, I think in terms of I, I agree with you, dude, the beauty of D&D is found in that sandbox kind of where your players are making decisions and they're they're shocking you. And like you said, I like, you know, for example, the whole like, cool, you're in the city I, where you go. I, I might have like a guard encounter, like you bump into a guard, he turns around and like and that yeah. might be something that happens. You're like at the market or it might be at the, you know, at the bar or it might be, you know, as they're entering the city wall or, you know, yeah. depending on when it when I'm kind of fit plankton and Giving them that sandbox element is what really makes D and D. And do you know what? I, the other thing that I would say, then contradicting that, is there's times where you know, and I'm sure you agree, that like that little push of like, hey, hey guys, who like here's here's the breadcrumb, and I'm just gonna yeah. leave that there and then kind of walk away. And and I think you know, uh, there's times where using it is is as a tool can be helpful. But I agree with you, dude. I think the beauty of Dungeons and Dragons is really in the sandbox, and I think that's. The biggest thing that I've learned while writing this session actually, and prior to this session is that cool sandbox is where the beauty is. And from funnily enough, from this session onwards, the world that we have is a lot more sandbox and a lot more open to them. So I'm really excited actually for the session after this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say that they don't completely fuck up what I've got planned and end up doing what I was going to do in that next session anyway. Yeah. So you know, it, it could go completely haywire and, and yeah, you know, shit. You, you know how this shit happens. Oh, and, and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see what goes down. And and that's the thing is like, uh, I can't remember, Tom, Tom, you said, it was you said, you were like, we need three rounds of combat to do this kind of thing. And I was like, no, no, no. There needs to be a chance. They need to, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, need where... to have the opportunity. There needs to be the way out. There, there needs... needs to be a doorway yeah. that is the correct doorway. The Hail Mary
2: could actually be caught For the touchdown it is a Hail Mary but it it is there in the game
0: yeah exactly It, it exists and I think that's like that's what where and dude it's one of the things that I learned massively actually from listening to you guys and guys I'm not claiming to be a good DM I talk like you know with with the basic knowledge that I have but it's one of the things I instantly learned listening to you guys was I could tell how open the world was and how much you were allowing the players to really drive it and I think yeah, dude. It re- and it contrast, for example, someone that else that I really love, a uh, Dimension Twenty, Brendan Lee yeah. Mulligan. He yeah. is a very narrative-driven DM. It doesn't often feel like the characters are. What i mean... Ah, that this is this is a, I don't want to insult him in any way, shape, or form because <laughs> I, I respect the guy with so much. and I love him. Yeah. Um, but he he does often like give them like the basic core of like, cool, this is what you're like, this is the path that we're on. Like, and, and mm-hmm. narratively, this is where you're kind of going, mm-hmm. you know, it's very hard for them to stray from that kind of thing. Um, and I, 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 Tom and I have the discussion often about whether the, the stuff that Brendan Lee Mulligan does, whether how much of that is improvised and how much of it is prepped. We constantly have that question of like, yeah, feel so prepped. Like it feels like he's just working them into you know, like his next, I'd love to talk to him about it. Hey, Brendan, come, yeah. come on the show, dude. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, you know. it, it Or maybe not, because you might not want to answer that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like your style and his style are so different in that he's narratively leading it. And you are narratively letting the players kind of drive and, and lead the momentum. And I think it was it was genuinely one of the biggest learning experiences was straight away in the first episode. I was like, wow, I learned so much Mm. uh, from listening to the cast die in, in just that first episode. And yeah, dude, I, I, it's something that I appreciate and I definitely will be implementing going Mm. forward, you know?
1: Thank, thank, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, and, and I think, I think something that like that, that we are really, uh, lucky that I am really lucky with on, on the show is that like, we like the players are in the same way that like I'm rooting for the players, they're rooting for me, you know, like there's, there's moments where they're like, we're picking up on the fact that Mark has a, has an idea that Mark has a story that Mark has, that there's a narrative here. Mm. So one thing that we talked about early on too, was like, you know, because it is a show, because it is a performance, like, of like finding the reason to say yes, you know? Cause like, there's like the classic trope of like, Um, you know, the new, like a new uh, player is going to be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dangerous loner, you know? (laughs) And uh, and like, yeah, Wolverine's fucking awesome. Like everybody loves Wolverine, but you can't have a party of Wolverines, you know, it it doesn't work. (laughs) Like, you know, it's like, sure. Yeah. You are a, 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 you know, I work alone type guy. Absolutely fine. But then you have to find the reason that you're here, that you're a part of this group, that you're going to stay here. You know, it's like, and, and that that was a discussion that we had early on of like, of, of that we have to do that because it's performance. And I mean, in any D and D game, you kind of have to do that. Like that. You, you're you not gonna have one character be like, uh, no, I, I don't want to go stop the dragon. Sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go home. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I want to role play that. Please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless that's the game you want to play, sure. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Let, let yeah. somebody else take care of the dragon we're going to go start a muffin shop. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so we had this thing of like, we have to find the reason why we're saying yes. We have to find the reason. Um, and, that, and then we kind of brought that over into like taking those moments at the table where they're less interesting. So uh, like, you know, planning and, and, and whatnot of like, we have this, we have a system where it's like, if two people say something then like then let's go with it like let's like let's let's find the reason to say yes to that plan rather yeah. than like introducing a third plan you know
0: dude yeah. and, do, and, and do you know what, it's, it's almost like the whole improvisation like no blocking almost in, in in a weird way do you know what i mean you're you're yeah. just you're there to I say you're not there to go like someone goes and your sister, how could you let her do that? And then yeah. they go, I don't have a sister. You know, you're right. like, yeah. well now yeah. this is, makes no fucking sense. Like well, <laughs> yeah. what's yeah. happened here, you know, kind of thing. And so it's that whole like blocking thing. I wanted to ask you, dude, quickly, uh, cause I know Tom has a question he wants to ask you. Uh, I wanted to ask how much, cause you mentioned, you were like, uh, you know, you have to decide, you know, why you're here. How much are you implementing parts of the backstory for, you, for your players that link them into your plot um, as opposed to going, cool, What's your like? You link yourself to my plot. Do you know what I mean? Like, how much are you allowing the backstory, freedom, and 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 the character development stuff there of of your players, and how much are you puppeteering that stuff, or, or like uh, giving suggestions or things from the side?
1: Well, I mean that that's kind of the beauty of um having a uh co- of of collaborating on an original story because like when we when we sat down and said we're going to do this there. You know, there wasn't a story yeah. at that point. You mm. know, I I didn't have to take these characters that the players made and insert them into a pre-existing story. We made these characters, and then like in talking with each individual player about their backstory, like, well, I mean, like I had the you know, I had the world uh, created. Mm. Um, that was my that was my pandemic project was was uh, was creating the creating the world. Um, <clears throat> So like then, but like then each person was like, okay, um, you know, I'm gonna be from Angvir and I'm gonna be a half vampire and I'm gonna be you know, and so then and I was I was in the army and I was like, oh great, so, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then like I took that like tidbit and I was like, all right, so yeah, they, the army in Angvir is like this. And then yeah. you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a half elven ranger and I'm you know I'm from here. I'm like, okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. And then you like to have that opportunity to like to take all of that. And instead of, like, inserting, you know, new characters in a pre-existing story, I made the story from the characters. Dude, so, yeah. That's,
0: yeah, it's a super, super awesome way to do it. And, and I, I can imagine uh, it, it allowed you to develop your, your world in a, in a much, much bigger, and broader way.
2: Yeah, I could see yeah. that as well. Like, you know, you might have sort of the, the main trunk of the tree, but they're giving mm-hmm. you a lot of branches that you Absolutely. can... You know, and, then, and, and they may take a branch only to, to a certain level. And then that gives you the opportunity to build that branch out and maybe to connect that branch with another one and sort of, you know, whether it comes back to the main trunk or not, but that could also just be a huge, you know, three or four episode thing yeah. that yeah. you guys are all just enjoying.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's like the the greatest DM lesson is like letting your players do the work. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, uh, dude, I, I wanted to ask, obviously, you know, you, you also just said, you know, I created the world. So by, by, by obviously just for people who are listening, when you say create the world, what what do you mean by that? Is that like you handed them a map and you were like, cool, these are locations that you can be from choose, choose your location. How, what depth was the world that you had created before your players took control of where they were from and all that kind of stuff?
1: It was pretty in depth. I had, you know, a lot of free time last Mm. year and, uh, I, at first I was like, you know, before we even decided we were going to do a podcast, like way before we decided we were going to do a podcast, I thought that, you know, I was like, I've got all this time. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a new system. Mm. So I started like, oh man, I, I spent a lot of hours uh, <laughs> uh, cherry picking like all the different things that I like from all the different systems. Um, you know, a lot of stuff from Pathfinder, a lot of stuff from uh, older editions of D&D um a lot of stuff from uh dungeon crawl classics which is such an awesome system um and so i was just like taking all this stuff and like I'm making my system that i love with all my favorite parts and then i was like man um a lot of there's a lot of systems out there <laughs> a lot of people have made systems maybe we don't need another one yeah. um but then i was like you know what there's not enough of is dnd Podcasts, so i should definitely make one of those Um, so 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 i had um i had i had like that that system you know and then like when i was making that system i was like you know what i should do i should i should make the world to go along with this, and we'll have a setting too um so i had i had done like a pretty a pretty deep dive on the uh the world of thorum and like the 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 pantheon and it was one of those things where like everything was kind of feeding each other like i i wanted to do like a low magic setting Mm -hmm. so i was like all right you know, if there's not a lot of magic, what does that mean? Like, oh, you know, you know, it means the gods are not really involved with what's going on. So like, then I was like, all right, oh, and why did the gods, you know, they used to be involved, but now they're not. And like, and there's not a lot of wizards. Why? Oh, because like, all the wizards are in this one place, and they they don't let anyone else learn how to to be a wizard. So then, you know, in kind of like, having all these, um, you know, like, mechanical things that I wanted to have, then like, finding out like figuring out narratively why it makes sense um, allowed for the creation of a pretty, pretty in-depth uh, world. Nice
0: dude. No. And, and I can imagine uh, your, your players uh, appreciate that and, uh, and, and, and we're able to study it as well and get some like, do you know what I mean? Like be able to get, cause dude, like it comes down to this as well. Like when you are playing a character, the more information you have about that character. Now, whether that's because your director is giving you that information in a movie or you have gone away and added, hmm. developed the character yourself privately or whatever. it That's when the best acting and the best understanding of a role comes from yeah. having w- worlds of knowledge. It's why, you know, Ian McKellen can play Gandalf bloody perfectly because yeah. there's literally books galore where yeah. he is described in, like the most incredible minute detail of like his face all the way through to like his celestial being of being Mm -hmm. a song you know so the the, the knowing Gandalf is you know everything about him it's hard to not know about him you know and so I think you know uh it's one of those things where you are most able to be your role when you have the most information to you so I'm sure uh for especially for you know you you're you know like you mentioned some of your players were relatively new i'm sure that really helped them as well dude having this like core base of knowledge that they can like pull from that isn't mm. just rules do you know what i mean yeah. isn't like numbers and what dice i have to throw and what does this yeah. or that you know it's actually like cool i know that my city does this haha yeah. like yeah, yeah, you know
3: yeah.
0: it's a different tool set for players as opposed yeah. to being the rule lawyer who's like Wow. I know that Tasha's hideous laughter does this and
1: I know that this particular monster is vulnerable to you know,
0: yeah. like, You're like um, you're like, guess what? Not my one. Homebrewed yeah. baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah. Not this one. Not not yeah. that what's what type of monster is this? This is a Gary. He's Gary. <laughs> yeah. Gary is unique. Um, but like th- th- that's something we talked about uh on the show. Um like we got you know pretty like actory about it and like And it is, it is like every, every actor should, should play uh, D&D and role-playing games. Uh, Absolutely. And, and anybody who plays it is an actor to, you know, you're playing a role. Like that's the, that's right there in the name. Uh, It's not, it's not hidden. Um, But like, we, we were talking about the fact that like, there is no other medium where an actor can have such control of a character and developing a character and taking a character from, you know, level zero or, or like from the backstory that you create through like wherever, like there is no other opportunity for an actor to, to like dive into a role like that. Um, You know, like in a, in a movie you're probably playing a character that it was written and like you're you're playing it for 2 hours you know uh like in a play and, or like in a TV show like that goes on for years you're still playing like a written character yeah um but like in in D&D man like you're you have like what a what a what a fucking awesome gift for an actor to be like this is this is a character that's 1000% yours yeah and like even better than that you get to have like because if you look at it like that from like the writing perspective of like, yeah, when you're writing, you have complete control over your characters, but like you have, like, because you have so much control, it's like, you know, uh, it it almost becomes uh, you like debases the currency, I guess. But like when you're, when you have that balance of like having complete control over your character, but in a world where things happen, like it, like it's, yeah, I love it so much. It's so cool. Like that opportunity to do it is, is, is so dope. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong. And to add on that, when you learn something about your character and then apply it retroactively to their life, because it's something that your character hadn't learned about themselves yet. You know what I mean? Like it can be a piece of your backstory of like, you know, you thought your you 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 know, your mom was a hero, but really she was a bastard, you know,
3: scalp, you
0: know, kind of thing. Or it can be an emotional thing, like you could like, you know, whether it be an oath-breaking paladin or you know, Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing and retroactively apply that you're like holy shit my character was never okay with this level of mm. you know uh, yeah. bullshit justice actually mm. i've always hated this i'm an oath breaker from the start i didn't even yeah. know you know i kind of think yeah. and you can retroactively apply that to your character's life and the thought process and how you play them and there's like you said there's no other thing on this planet that allows actors to do that and to continue and further than that you go Some of these campaigns last for years and years and hundreds of sessions, you know, I mean, sorry to wear a critical role again, but, you know, they've had two campaigns that have gone, what, 500 maybe episodes each campaign? You're, like, combined 500 episodes? You're, like, that's as long as an anime. We're talking Naruto, bro. Like, that's that's insane. Like, that's a ridiculous amount of... And the the hours that they do, like... Yeah. This is like... Like, these people are not committing... To a role they're committing to a life an entity it's like mm-hmm. it's not playing a game it's not being a role you are committing to that's like a tamagotchi in a way weird- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're keeping this you thing keep alive, alive and yeah you're, you're like i'm keeping you alive and i'm making decisions for you and i'm trying to do you the justice off of mm-hmm. what your story is and like yeah dude i don't know it's uh, to say that dean like you said dude everyone can learn something from Dungeons and Dragons, and furthermore, yeah. anyone who is acting, regardless of your platform—whether it's yeah. YouTube, Shorts, uh, theater, uh, improv, sketch comedy—you um, mm-hmm. know, movies, the silver screen, TV—you know, yeah. whatever it is, you can learn. You yeah. you can gain skills yeah. that will enhance you in a way that nothing else actually will in a weird way and it's weird that it works like that but that is the truth of it i
2: think yeah, yeah. just because my, from my position i'm kind of like some kind of summarize take take things out of what we've been talking about and it seems like as a general rule and this is sort of as an actor as well to take that choice that is the most open the most mm-hmm. available yeah. to the most experience right so you look at some actors' choices, like Sir Ian McKellen. He played Gandalf, and at some times Gandalf, you looked at him and he was, you know, up, and you could tell his presence in his, in his sort of gravitas. And other times he had that little twinkle in his eye, you know, yeah. that, little, that little smile on the side of his face, that, you yeah. know, the, the well-roundedness of, his, of the experience of Gandalf is what you want in an actor. And so that's also what you want in a DM mm-hmm. and a player, right? You want the DM to always choose for open you want the player to always right. choose for, you know, audacious, bold and audacious and open and creative as opposed to sort of, you know, the linear track. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's an interesting takeaway that I've had. And another one, you know, let's, let's give credit where credit is due. Cause you've talked Mark about the process that you guys are going through just to improve on the audio type performance and, right. and just in 20 episodes, how much that improvement has had this aspect of streaming is a different animal like can you talk about you know when you just look at podcasting and this is i think maybe our 40 ish if podcast you hear you know joe rogan will say i didn't know what the hell i was doing for the first yeah i don't know don't (laughs) go ahead and listen to them they were they were shit like you know it was crap and you start learning the mechanics Mm -hmm. of what makes a performance you know most enjoyable to you know to consume and I guess we're all sort of on that journey, but dude, the guys that are killing it on, uh, on streaming to do 500 episodes, three hour live sessions and keep everyone engaged or, or yeah. as engaged as that's that there's a certain craftsmanship Absolutely. To, to that, that is, that is well-respected. I think there's, there's a lot
0: to learn there. I, 100%. I think, you know, there's very few people on this planet. There's a reason why, critical role are who they are, why Matt Mercer is who he is, why Brennan yeah. Lee Mulligan is who he is, yeah. why Chris Perkins is, mm. you know, why these, yeah. why these dungeon masters who who exist in the world are revered for being yeah. absolute like Goliaths in what yeah. we do is because every average dude in their basement can be an incredible DM, but Absolutely. not every average dude in their basement can be an incredible streaming uh, performance you know, not yeah. every single one of us can do that. And that's where it really comes in. And the reason why I say this, you guys are and will be up yeah. there with the greats oh, because your guys show has the quality. It has the, the writing, the writing. It has the also the, the the power behind you guys in terms of like we've talked about the passion, the wanting to be there, the. Yeah. wanting to learn your your world and like do work outside of this so that when mm. you do come to the table or to the zoom call it's as incredible as it can feasibly be like you guys have all of that and then on top of that you've got accents and you know really good combat you know a combat system that is way incredible that you've developed and Thanks, you man. know all, all the other stuff that you've worked on yeah there's there's no way in hell that the cast die within the next I would say three years is 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 up there and raking in what 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 those guys are. like i wow. i i definitely am putting my money on I, I i think five years is a stretch i think i think you guys will be there in three years without a doubt
1: that's without a doubt. that's pretty incredible man i i i hope so <laughs> that, would,
0: that would be pretty great <laughs> no, um, you, you you guys deserve it man you you put in the work and 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 that's what and that's that's the other thing is you can feel it like hmm. it's it's one of those things that you really can feel as opposed to you know like you said when you when you meet someone and you knew with Dwayne and those guys yeah. that it was like, you could feel it. Like, dude, I've listened to a lot of D and D podcasts where, like mm. you said, you're sat there and you're just like, Oh my oh, God. God. Mm. When will we get to something that yeah. means anything in this yeah. plot whatsoever, you know? And you guys are so meaty and it's so like high paced and so like, and by high pace, I don't mean that you guys don't spend time on your role play and have engaging yeah. conversations. I mean, it's high paces is in I'm constantly on the edge of my seat, like, oh, 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 shit. <laughs> like, yeah. this is, you know, it's constantly interesting. And that's why I think it is, is where the gold dust happens. So mm. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. So, dude, you know, we're, you know, we're all in front of a camera right now, but there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on behind the camera as far as the hustle, the grind.
1: Right. right? Yeah.
2: Talk a little bit about what your approach is with the grind, and you know, there's this, there's the social media aspect of it, and there's other things. What do you, you know, what is, you know, without re- revealing the, uh, the secret sauce, let's say, of <laughs> of what your strategy is to continue to grow, what what things are, are really, your audience? yeah, how how are you growing your audience as an as a pretty new podcast, and it is growing. You know, it seems like.
0: What advice can you give to other new podcasters? Mm. I guess maybe.
1: Um. Well, I mean, like. As far as secret sauce goes, uh, if I if I knew it, <laughs> I would I would give it away. Uh, <laughs> but like I think you know one thing, like that I've I that kind of like coalesced for me a, a few years ago. I was I was at a job and this guy, this editor, uh, I was doing like a, I was doing a commercial gig um, for like uh, Allegra or something, and um, the 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 editor uh, had this like neon sign that said, work hard and be nice. And I was like, man, that like, that's, that's like, that's it. Like, that's the advice. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, like, yeah, you know, don't be an asshole. Like, yeah. uh, and I, I said before, like my, my second favorite piece of acting advice, my first favorite is, um, uh, Spencer Tracy, uh, said, you know, um, learn your lines and hit your mark, you know? And I, yeah. like, and like but that's like that kind of like really succinct like seemingly almost like trite simple thing is like yeah dude like if you are being genuine if you are being real um that that i think that always comes through and like i think that's like you know when when i talked to you guys the first time i was like man these guys are fucking awesome uh cuz i think like that is you know that that's you guys and like cuz i don't i don't know how to i don't know how to i'm not I don't have a marketing degree I don't have like a you know any like I don't know how to do this I'm just <laughs> out there like being nice and like trying to you know I'm, I'm working hard and I'm being nice and I think like I think I think people can can, can see that and like I think you know well one also you, you, you if you can everyone should definitely be lucky like you want to you want you want to <laughs> Definitely be lucky. That is, that is a huge <laughs> best advice I can give is be be. really lucky. Just bottle it's, some light. Just bottle some light yeah, in, man. Yeah, you, yeah,
0: exactly. you. You, you, you know how it is, dude, though. Only halflings have that luck, you know? <laughs> yeah. L- oh, l- yeah. L- little, little a yeah. yeah. l- little, little, little race trait there. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, if, if it's something you're passionate about uh, and you're, you're willing to put in the time and, uh, you know, hopefully good things will come from it. But like, yeah, yeah lucky lucky is definitely the most important thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude, you know what, as well, like, I think, again, in terms of being nice, dude, you you exude that in both your presence on social media of how you converse with our community, you know, like, something that I, like, we're maybe four or five months into, uh, into the Dungeons & Dragons community, as it yeah. were, um, as opposed to the podcasts and mma communities that we've right. been now a part of for like a year and you know we're, we're relatively established and yeah. you know in in some degree you know and and with the DD world though it's so much like love and interaction and the way that you really get in there with people really really does make it it's what leads the charge it's what leads the example and a lot of the the big people within the community I think feel that pressure. And and I'm not sure whether, you know, you're feeling that pressure, but I think a lot of them do outside of the ones that are doing it naturally and being nice and thus follow the example of people like yourself and whatnot. But dude, like, I mean, to, to come down to it, I mean, you wouldn't have been on the podcast if you had, if I hadn't have commented on something that you posted and you come and message me and go, Hey, I need to work with you i don't know how but we need to work together yeah. at some point point. and without that dude we're not here we're not writing together we're not yeah. being friends and being buddies and like so dude you yeah. are the one who's taking that step and we as the community around you appreciate you and your entity within the social media and with what you're doing outside of that so the the work hard and be nice is not something that people don't see i could have guessed that 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 was your like if that was like if you were like guess my motto i probably would have put that somewhere in my top three guesses yeah like you dude like it really comes across so you're living up to that dude and and we appreciate you massively man
1: thanks man and yeah the feeling's mutual
0: and uh and so yeah we'll uh We'll start wrapping this up because uh, it feels like a, a natural point to do so. But uh, I wanted to uh, give you a chance, dude, to like I said at the beginning, uh, shout some stuff out. Any stuff you're working on? Any adverts that are coming out with your voice on it? Any uh, cast die, Any any D and D supplements? Anything like that, dude? Get, where can people find D&D you? D supplements?
2: You mean like you mean like like to take? Like to hit the gym with your, ah, your
0: <laughs> dice rolling hand? is are like <laughs> ah. Yeah.
1: It's important to keep, uh, to take like a, a vitamin E supplement, you know, to, make, uh, to keep the ligaments, uh, nice and, and juicy for your for your dice rolling hand. Sponsored um, by, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. We I mean, our, our GNC is going to be our first sponsor. <laughs> um, I mean, well, yeah, uh, we had the, the cast eye podcast, obviously, like that's, you know, that's that's our main thing, um, at cast eye podcast. on on all the, uh, social medias and everything. And wherever, wherever podcasts are found. Um, we are, um, like I said, kind of, kind of like in an, in an expansion phase and, you know, we're looking for people to collaborate with like, like you guys, uh, which are you know, this that is a collaboration we are very excited about. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and if you're over here in the U S uh, Keep your ears open for, for some Amtrak spots coming out soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: nice. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Maybe
2: to
1: be like, to be posted on the Cast Eye B channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 I'm, I'm, I, why don't, why don't we do a take uh, like this? I love this copy guys. Why don't we do a take where I say something about Dungeons and Dragons? Like, what, <laughs> what do you think? You know, escape to Dungeons and Dragons, you know, like something, something like that. Dude, do you it, know I, don't I, it it. I don't think it made
0: it i don't think i would love if on your website as well you guys just included what like what voiceover stuff you guys do so that people when when like for example because i know you mentioned like the mountain jew advert like i i now <laughs> every every single time <laughs> dude i'm like is that mark? I, think it's mark I think it's mark i'm like i think it's mark <laughs> yeah you should yeah. put that on the uh on, on your bloody website that would be hilarious yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible um yeah but dude
1: uh anything else any other bits and bobs? Uh, I mean that you know the Cast Eye Podcast is is pretty much uh, what we got going at, at this point. That's um, enough, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. And dude, uh, again, anyone
0: who has a chance, please go check out what they do. Uh, if you have a spare minute after listening to hours of their podcast, if you can spare one minute to head over to Homie and the Dude, hit us with the Holy Trinity. Yes, like yes, and yes. follow on facebook subscribe on youtube and uh, and share any one of our podcasts or videos on on your social media that's the best way to help us out guys otherwise mark thank you so freaking much for coming and talking to us giving us a, a piece of your mind a piece of your heart and uh, and furthermore look forward to bringing the world some amazing work with you dude you're you're truly a a gift to the dungeons and dragons community
1: and world my brother thank you um uh- Thank you guys, Bodie, Tom. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. Like, this was really, truly a pleasure.
2: Nice, man. Honestly. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. All right. See you soon.
0: We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff for you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you want to make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better, bigger um, bigger batteries for the camera bigger batteries for the camera <laughs> yes <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff um you can do that by just liking following the page and subscribing to the YouTube channel that is what really makes a difference to us